You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosier. Follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Leave those five-star reviews to help others find the show. Happy Monday, Marcus. Are you? Uh, did you survive your rookie drafts over the weekend? <laughs> I did. We're going to have to talk about that rookie draft over the weekend because it was actually a lot of fun, and I got on the clock in a couple picks, and I think my opinions changed on a couple players. So maybe later in the week, maybe on Thursday, we'll have to discuss it a little bit. All right. I, I like that. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about like which – which players have changed our, our opinions yes. the like the most, who we've done the biggest 360 on. Today we're going to uh, keep talking about the NFL draft. We've got some winners. We've got some losers. I want to talk about the losers. I want to be a negative Nelly here for a little bit. I think we, we need to get some stuff off of our chests. We need to, you know, get, get some of the emotions out because some of our Dynasty players did take a big hit Give me your first loser from the 2021 NFL Draft for our Dynasty teams. Yeah, I think we have to start with James Robinson. And yep. this one's really unfortunate because I like James Robinson so much. Um, going into the NFL Draft, he was being ranked inside the top you know, 15, 16 of, of running back ranks uh, at DLF. Uh, I'm looking at his mock draft history right now, Kate, and at, on April 1st, he had an ADP of 36.5 in startup leagues. And now with the Jaguars drafting Travis Etienne at pick number 25, there's just no way that you can justify that because Etienne is going to be the one getting all of the, the touches you know, in the receiving game. With Jacksonville spending a first-round draft capital, you know they're going to want to feed Etienne. So Robinson goes from you know a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 to... Somebody that just doesn't have a lot of value and probably is going to be annoying for fantasy purposes. He will be annoying for fantasy purposes because he's definitely he's definitely going to get touches. And, and he's good. That's the problem is he's too good to, to just be this annoying Latavius Murray role. He really is, uh, and, and that's super unfortunate. I want to talk about another guy who I think is just going to be taking a hit because of the potential aspects uh, the potential running backs in the same backfield who are going to get touches and I want to talk about Miles Sanders Philadelphia Mm. Eagles running back in uh, let's see this was April he was being drafted as the RB 16 26 overall per dynasty league football I mean Miles Sanders has been a guy that we've just been sort of waiting and waiting and we've seen these flashes been really exciting to watch him him blossom but He's still a guy that we've never seen uh, necessarily take over the field. Never exceeded 229 touches. Of course, he's played just two seasons. Didn't get a full, you know, 16-game slate in last season. Missed four games. But he's just one of these guys that we haven't seen the ceiling. We saw a, a really nice receiving floor in 2019. That efficiency dropped off big time last year. But... I want to talk about all of the pieces that they walked away with. So I know we had talked about Kenny Gainwell and the fact that mm-hmm. he's probably going to to fill the Boston Scott role, but 
not only did they add Kenny Gainwell, who is arguably the second best receiving running back in this draft class, they also added Jordan Howard, who we know uh, was a bit of a, a you know nuisance to Miles Sanders overall in his 2019 season. Jordan Howard in 2019, he played nine games, all of them with Miles Sanders on the field. He actually averaged uh, a, a decent amount of touches. Obviously, he's not a receiving back, uh, but he was averaging 14 touches per game with Miles Sanders on the field. And we knew yeah. watching yeah. him, Miles Sanders was outplaying him by 10 miles. It's true. Uh, there's a lot to be concerned about. I mean, just the, the depth chart alone, right? You mentioned Kenny Gainwell. They, I believe they uh, claimed... Uh, Carry on Johnson. Johnson. Yep. yep. They still have Boston Scott. They still have Jordan Howard. And then I, I keep coming back to this, Kate, last year where the Eagles came down to the decision of drafting either Jalen Hurts or J.K. Dobbins in the second round, which seems crazy to me, right? That you just spent a second round pick on Sanders the year before and you're already looking to spend another pick on a running back. I, I do agree with you. Miles Sanders currently right now, ADP of 26 on DLF. That just feels far too, far too high. Um, I don't get it. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. He hasn't been able to put it all together. I, I agree with you. I think Miles Sanders is maybe if I have him now, I'm trying to sell him. Maybe you decide to hold on to him for the first couple of weeks and he he surprises. But I, I do agree with you. I think he's one of the biggest losers post-draft. Yeah, I mean, touches are touches. And, and obviously that is the fact. Boston Scott in the last two seasons with Miles Sanders there in the in the mix 2019 and 2020 Boston Scott with Miles Sanders on the field averaged 6.5 touches per game Mm -hmm. all of these they add up and all of these touches that are going to Boston Scott Jordan Howard I don't I don't expect necessarily carry on Johnson to be in the mix it wouldn't even surprise me if he was inactive Uh, and just sort of a a depth chart piece for them. But touches are touches, and the lack of, you know, maybe that that perceived upside is going to be a huge hit to those who have drafted Miles Sanders as highly as we have. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, I want to talk about some more NFL draft losers. Hey, Locked on Dynasty fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat killer ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, 
but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the show, everybody. We are talking NFL draft losers today. Hate to be a Debbie Downer. Hmm. We've, we've covered two disappointments uh, that I think were, were just glaring following the NFL draft. Obviously, undrafted free agent James Robinson with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I talked about Miles Sanders, a guy that we all have been hoping for a really nice upside in his career. And it just seems like with the number of bodies there, it's going to be hard to see him reach his potential. Give me another name. Give me another loser from the NFL draft. Yeah, let's talk about Marquise Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. Because (sighs) I know, Kate, in October of last year, he had an ADP in startup leagues at 51, which is absolutely incredible. People were so high on him, and I get it because there were times last year where he looked phenomenal. He had eight touchdowns. Uh, he came in just under 800 yards despite uh, the passing game just not having a ton of volume. But my concern now is, Kate, is look at all the weapons that Baltimore has added this offseason. They signed Sammy Watkins, which is whatever. It's it's Sammy Watkins. He's just going to be annoying in fantasy. But they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. Uh, they drafted Tyler Wallace. They drafted Devin Duvernay last year. They drafted James Prochet last year. Uh, they're getting Nick Boyle back a secondary tight end. Uh, they even signed a, an interesting tight end in Josh Oliver from the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. I just there's there's so many weapons on this passing game and the volume is so low that I'm just probably out on Hollywood. I know he's only 23 years old and I understand that he can make plays downfield. It's just I I don't see the potential anymore for him to be a thousand yard, 1100 yard receiver in this passing offense with all of the weapons that Baltimore has now. Now, you mentioned age, so obviously he's still very young. He could have a long way to go in his NFL career. Is this a guy that you would consider buying low in Dynasty and hoping that he makes a bigger impact on another NFL roster? Probably not, because we're we're still a ways away from him leaving Baltimore, right? I'm assuming Baltimore is going to accept the fifth-year option, so that means at least three more years with the Ravens. Probably not. That's just too long to wait for a potential payoff in, what, 2024, 2025? The Ravens were willing to deal former first-round pick Hayden Hurst still on his rookie deal. So there's a potential that he can move. And you know what? He made some noise last season with the fact that he wanted to get some more targets. He wanted, you know, if if you're going to have me on the field, utilize me. And maybe if he creates enough noise, he will find himself in a new situation Hard to tell just yet, but you know what? Even if we are looking at, you know, Brown as a buy-low candidate, he's still got the size concerns that have been there mm-hmm. all along. And, you know, maybe maybe that's had something to do with the fact that he hasn't been as heavily utilized as we would have liked to see. But regardless, uh, you know, the Baltimore Ravens ranked 25th in number of offensive plays run in the 2020 season. 
they're an efficient offense and they're a great defense. And that doesn't necessarily add up to the kind of volume that you always want to see. I want to talk about maybe this is like a less popular, less popular loser, but let's talk about the Lions. I want to talk about Jared Goff, okay. DeAndre Swift, because Jared Goff, man, he he got thrown to Detroit, lost Kenny Galladay in free agency. You thought for sure they had to be adding somebody, right? Somebody in the NFL draft. But they waited until the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. Amon St. Brown, I don't, outside of Penny Sewell, it, they didn't do much for the offense. Um, you know, they get, they get that boost on the offensive line, but let's look at the lack of playmakers there. Uh, you've got a, a depth chart that you could arguably say has been led by Brashad Perryman. What is that? What do you do with that? Nothing. You just hate it, right? It's just the worst. It's the worst wide receiver core at all. Football right now. You do wonder, Kate, like, is this Lions team going to be, how often are they going to be in the red zone? Like, how many scoring chances are is DeAndre Swift going to get? I, I think this is, this team has a chance to be by far the worst offense in the league. They ran the six fewest offensive plays in the 2020 season. They ranked 22nd in the league in red zone scoring attempts. I don't think that's going to get any better, nope. any better whatsoever. Nope. Nope. Um, and that's just that's not good for running back production. It's not good for touchdown scoring. Maybe if uh, you're in a full PPR format, you're going to like the fact that they didn't add a ton of playmakers because they're going to have to utilize DeAndre Swift. But if you're looking at just his ability to stay on the field as a rusher, it's going to be really hard for him to get, you know, goal line attempts, which we can, you know, it, it's that's good for running back production. So that's that's a big hit and Jared Goff you know he has been grossly disappointing obviously for for his draft capital but he is a guy that when we've seen you know the offense clicking he's actually been mm. productive he's been a QB1 in the past he i think the tools are still there but now he's he's got none of the none of the playmakers around him so that that's just all but a a nail in the coffin for Jared Goff and his fantasy value. I feel like this could be one of those situations like a Josh Rosen situation where, you know, he's, he's not put in the position to make plays at, at this point because he doesn't have the offensive weapons and he just quietly goes away. I hope that's not the case. I, I think I, I, I'm rooting for Jared Goff for whatever it's worth, but I, I think this is it for his dynasty value. I, I want to go back to Swift because I think this one is really interesting because I do think, I think you're right. The touchdowns won't be there. Last year, DeAndre Swift scored 10 touchdowns. And again, that was with Matt Stafford for most of the year. And that was in 13 games. So I don't think he's going to see the same touchdown potential. However, I want to know how, how far do you drop him? Because currently right now in dynasty league football, uh, he is RB6. He is going behind McCaffrey, Barkley, Taylor, Kamara, Cook in startup leagues. How far are you dropping him? Let's play a quick game of Would You Rather, Swift or Chubb? Chubb. Okay, Swift or Dobbins? Uh, this one's actually pretty close for me, but I'm not a huge uh, lover of the J.K. Dobbins situation okay. either. So I'll go, with, I'll, I'll go with Swift. All right, a couple other ones. Uh, two established backs, Derrick Henry and Ezekiel Elliott. I'll take both of them. Okay, and how about Najee Harris? Najee. 
Yeah, so you're talking about now Swift outside of the top 10 running backs. So you believe this was quite a, a drop for DeAndre, despite them really not adding another running back until, who was that, Jamar Jefferson in the seventh round. I mean, I, I get it. It's just I'm so scared of that offense being absolutely atrocious. Absolutely. And you, you got to look at the fact, you know, people are fading Najee Harris because they didn't really establish the run game. I, I can easily picture uh, what what we saw from the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2020 situation. Um, I, I can easily see that applying to the Detroit Lions, the lack of playmakers. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. Again, that could be good for the opportunities as a receiver for DeAndre Swift, but it's it's just hard to necessarily count on all of those uh, all of those few playmaking opportunities going directly to him. I agree. I think it's going to be it's going to be such a bad offense. And I'm probably <laughs> if I can switch Swift for a running back in that same tier, I think that's appealing to me. All right, let's take another quick break, and then when we get back, we will be Debbie Downers for just one more one more round, and then hopefully we'll we'll get more positive as the week goes on. We will be right back. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking NFL draft losers, the veterans that have maybe suffered the most from the fact that uh, maybe their team did draft certain assets or they did not and they ignored a, a need, a positional need. Marcus, give me another, your final loser from the 2021 NFL draft. So I think we need to have one we have a little bit of a disagreement on uh, to close out the show. So let's talk T. Higgins, Kate. I love T. Higgins. I think he's a phenomenal football player. I think he was undervalued as a draft prospect. 6'4", 216, he can make plays down the field. In December, according to Dynasty League Football, he had an ADP of 28. Uh, basically, you were spending you know, an early, early third-round pick in, in startup leagues on T. Higgins. I just don't see how that's possible anymore, Kate. When they added Jamar Chase, uh, Chase is going to be the number one receiver on that team. I think Tyler Boyd's still going to get a lot of looks from the slot. And Higgins, he might get the third you know, the third most targets in that offense. Now, those targets might be a little bit more high quality because they're coming down the field. They might be, you know, he, we might see him average 15, 16 yards a catch. He might even lead the team in touchdowns. I just don't think the volume is going to be there anymore for T. Higgins. I think, I still think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver too. 
I just don't know if he's going to have that ceiling, you know, maybe that a lot of people were hoping for early on, you know, last year. I, I, I don't see a player that's going to be 1,200, 1,300 yards uh, in this Bengals offense. All right, I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and counter you, and this is going to be, I think, the pinnacle of the show. We need to have our listeners reach out at Lockdown Dynasty. Tell us who do you think uh, dominated this this discussion here. <laughs> I'm going to be pro T Higgins here. Uh, in his brief stint as a starter before he tore his ACL in his rookie season, Joe Burrow was on pace for 646 pass attempts. That is a lot. I like that. Uh, obviously, they didn't do much in terms of boosting their defense. They lost some assets and free agency. So when we're looking at the the target share uh, and the opportunity within this offense, let's look at T. He is 6'4", 215 pounds. He is the biggest receiver in this receiving core. They don't mm-hmm. have a ton of love for the tight end position. Uh, I think he naturally sort of fits into that that role there. He played about a quarter of his snaps from the slot, a quarter from the left, and maybe a third-ish from the, the right, um, and and had some, some plays in between there. Boyd, he played mostly out of the slot. Jamar Chase, he plays outside. So you know what? I like You naturally have these three wide receivers who I, there's really nobody that we're displacing because the guy we're displacing is A.J. Green. And A.J. Green, he's still got plenty of targets. So looking back to those uh, weeks 1 through 11 when Burrow was playing, Tyler Boyd was the wide receiver 11 in PPR formats. And if you look at the target distribution between Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and A.J. Green – despite the fact that A.J. Green caught virtually nothing. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. like, no no balls were caught. Uh, just kidding, 46% of balls were caught by A.J. Green. But in that time span, Tyler Boyd saw 86 targets, T. Higgins saw 70, A.J. Green saw 75. That's a pretty even target share distribution. Even when it comes to red zone targets, Tyler Boyd came down with 23, T. Higgins had 15, A.J. Green had 17. That's a really, really even target share, and I don't think uh, the you know the departure of AJ Green just makes it that much more simple for me. I think Chase is naturally going to fit in. Maybe he does become the primary target, but I do think that T Higgins, his size, uh, is naturally going to give him a leg up in the end zone. I think he's he's going to be the guy. I think, in, at least at least in the end zone. No. I mean, I don't disagree that he's going to be the, the guy in the end zone. I, I could easily see that. My problem is is exactly what you were mentioning, Kate. I could see a situation where Boyd, Higgins, and Chase all split these targets. And unfortunately, when we're talking about a guy who is valued so highly, you don't want a guy that's going to be splitting targets evenly with two other players, right? You want just a target hog. And when I look at who, where he's going, you know, again, in startups – you know, like he's going around where DJ Moore is being drafted or Allen Robinson or Keenan Allen. I mean, those are all receivers that I would rather have instead of T Higgins and not because of talent, just because I don't, I don't believe this is going to be somebody who every year is getting 130, 140 targets. I, I, I can uh, feel that. I understand your concerns, but I don't know. I'm I'm still rolling with T. Your team T Higgins. I, I and I get it. I think we, we all are. He's such a good player. I think we we all understand that. It's just again, I think the drafting of Chase 
just takes away the ceiling because if they didn't draft Chase and they would have drafted, let's say, Penny Suel, and maybe they drafted Elijah Moore in the second round, okay, I get it. Like, this is a guy that could easily get 140, 150 targets on this offense, but now I just don't see how that's possible without injuries. All right, all right. That's that's our show for today. I want everybody to reach out. Let me know that you are a T. Higgins believer after I made my case for him. Because remember, Tyler Boyd, with that same split target share, that wide receiver 11 performance in weeks 1 through 11. You got to love it. <laughs> uh, I think T. Higgins could do much of the same in 2021. That is our show for today, everybody. Uh, again, please reach out at Locked on Dynasty. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and uh, give us a follow. Give us those reviews, whatever you can, to help others find the show. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday and Wednesday. Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell will be back, and then we will see you guys on Thursday.